0: Welcome to the Bethel podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. If you don't mind today, if you'll go to Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14. And I'd like to talk to you today about faith. If you've been through the Word of God you appreciate the power of it and how it just has the ability to strengthen us, to encourage us, to do what we can't do in our own ability. How many love the Word of God? I've been a student of the Bible for 32 years. And when I read it today, I still am amazed at how, how powerful it is and how there's times that I see things that I never could see, that never saw before. And if you're going to walk this walk of faith, the one thing that you need to understand is that it, it takes faith to walk this walk of faith it takes something that god gives to you and to i and i want to talk to you about faith today and say the title today is faith is because hebrews chapter 11 says this without faith it's impossible to please god because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him if you really want to be a seeker of god truly a born-again christian the bible gives us a formula And you have to believe, first of all, that He is truly who He says He is and that, secondly, He rewards those who seek after Him. I just applaud you for being in church today because it just tells God, God, look, I'm seeking after you. I've come to the place where I realize that I've found something that's better than anything else I've ever found before, and His name is Jesus. And the closer I get to Him, the closer I get near to Him, the more I pursue after Him, the better I find Him to be. Have you found that to be true? He's not just another God, y'all. He's not just one of the many. But he is the God. He is the forever champion of all time. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He is all in and all that it ever will shall be. And his name is Jesus, and he's coming back to get me and you one day to take us to be with him in a place called heaven. So, if you want to excel in this thing, the Christian faith, it's gonna, the Christian life, it's gonna take faith. Faith's gonna take three things, and comes in three different forms. Faith is risk. Faith is expectation, and faith is faithfulness. Let's pray. Thank you again, God, for the opportunity to take the Word of God and present it. Thank you again for the opportunity to to take God's message and and dissect it. Thank you for being able to apply it to our life. Thank you for being able to take the Word of God and enjoy it and feast on it, because it is literally the Word of life. So I pray in the next few moments of time, I pray every force that would oppose this word from going forward, I pray it to, be, to leave, and I pray the presence of the Holy Spirit and every soul be ready to receive what you have for them today, that we'll leave not just thinking, whoa, well, that was a good message or what a great service, we'll leave here changed by the power of God. And I love you for all of that. Know that you'll do it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. In Matthew chapter 14, it's a story that many of you learned when you were in Sunday school, and it's a story that when Peter walked on the water, how many have ever heard this story, the time that Peter walked on the water? It begins in verse 22, and if I can begin there, it'll catch us up to where we need to be today, give us some context. In verse 22, it says immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. It was tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It's I, don't be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. On the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him, and said to you, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those that were in the boat obviously came and worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. As I read that story, I think just can you imagine what was going through a man's mind? to step out on water and walk. Because you and I both know when, when you step out on water, you normally don't walk. You, you normally swim or you sink. And so it took Peter an act of faith to do that. And I like to, another word I like to use is the word risk. Because sometimes in the kingdom of God serving Jesus, there's going to be a risk that you're going to have to take. I'll define it for you. It's the possibility that something unpleasant or unwelcome will happen. It's a situation involving exposure to da- to danger. Sometimes faith says this, I have to take a chance. If you've ever walked an aisle to receive Christ, if you've ever c- gone to a place where you had to step out and do something you weren't comfortable doing for God, my friend, that was another word for the word faith. And the thing is, is this faith is something wonderful. It says I have to take a chance. It says I'm going to dare to do something. I'm going to take God at his words and step out and do it. Sometimes faith, friend, means you have to take a risk. For more than one occasion, God asks us to take a risk. Why would God ask us to take a step into what would, cause, what would cause us harm? Why does God do that? Why does he ask you and I sometimes to do something we don't know what, how the end result's going to be? Lindsay was talking about giving. Sometimes when you give, it's just a step of faith. You just know, God, if you don't show up, we're not going to make it. Sometimes when you come forward and say, God, I need to be healed, and I want the elders of the church to come and pray for me and pray the prayer of faith. Why does it, just, why does it make me so nervous on the inside? It does that because when God does answer your prayer, when he does meet your need, you'll walk away knowing he was the one that did it. He's the one that answered that prayer. He's the one that paid that bill. He's the one that showed up when nobody else you knew could show up. That's because it takes a step of faith. That's the way when you do it, you'll know God, st- God stepped in and showed out. It's the foundation of any relationship, isn't it? It's trust. Because through that step of faith, through that risk, we learn how to trust him. When a baby eaglet learns how to fly, when he's born, his mother makes the nest, and she makes the nest out of thorns because she knows that there'll be predators that will come and try to get the baby eaglet. And so that's a protective barrier. But she takes the inside of the nest, and she puts grass, and she puts feathers and makes it real soft for the, for the baby eagle. And then there comes a day where the baby eagle has to learn how to fly. So the mother begins to remove that protective soft barrier. The baby eagle all of a sudden has to begin to feel the uncomfortableness of, the, of those thorns. And the reason the, the mother does that is because at some point she's going to have to tape the baby eagle out and she's going to throw him over the side of the nest. And the baby eagle's eagle, in, in a moment of panic, is going to have to learn how to fly. And before he hits the ground, she swoops down and grabs him and then goes up and does it all over again. And because the baby eagle is learning how to trust its mother in that particular time, the baby eagle is learning how to trust their leader. And let me tell you, friend, if you're going to go any higher in this Christian faith, you're going to have to learn how to trust God. And sometimes that means you've got to step out of the nest and take a risk. That's called faith. Now, I'm sure as the baby eagle is flying through the air, it's crashing to the ground, I'm sure he's thinking, look, I didn't ask for this. Listen, this is not fun at all. Put me back up there where the feathers are and the nest is and somebody brings me food and all my friends are there and my mama's close by. Don't throw me over the nest out into the wild blue. But see, the thing is, my friend, God knows that's the way. Sometimes that risk is the way we learn how to trust. That risk is how we learn how to fly. That risk is how we learn how to go higher and higher and higher. Don't ever get upset if sometimes you feel like God's thrown you over the edge of the nest. Maybe he's just teaching you how to fly higher. I think Peter learned how to trust Jesus in that moment. Because here's the thing, for the, for the rest of Peter's life, he was going to have to depend on this man, Jesus. And so he had to learn first that if you, even if you step out on water, even if you begin to sink, Jesus will catch you. So we see that there's a purpose and a plan behind all of that, is he learned how to trust Jesus. See, then, then the baby eagle grow, grows and he learns how to fly. And eagles also learn how to fly above storms. When a storm happens, do you understand that when a storm happens, the winds begin to become boisterous? When a storm happens, the, the clouds and the, and the clouds begin to become dark. That's what makes it a storm. But an eagle learns how to harness the, the, the wind so that it can fly higher above the storm. See, the eagle learns how to harness the power of that storm and that trial and that tribulation so they can rise higher above the storm. See, sometimes that risk is preparing us for what God's going to do down the road. Sometimes that risk is God getting us ready to tackle a storm. you got to take that risk. you got to learn how to trust God so that when you can trust God, when the storm comes, you won't just go through the storm. He'll take you over the storm. Don't ever get upset if you have to take a risk. Today, some of you are going to take a risk. Because in just a moment, as we call people forward, it's going to be a big step for you just to walk down to the front. But let me tell you this my friend, let me tell you this. Anytime God asks you to take a step of faith out, he's always going to meet you on the other side. When I was a brand new Christian and I had uh, I'd started lots of things in my young life and not finished them. So when I came to Jesus, I I I didn't want to do that. And I had the questions and I was like, you know, what if I get halfway into this and then like other things I just kind of just kind of, you know, peter's out. I didn't didn't want to do that. And I thought, how do you keep going in this thing? How do you keep on, how do you, keep on you know, not give up in, in the midst of it? And, and there was a story, and I was listening to a, a minister one day on the radio, and he was talking about a story in the Bible about a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And then there was a foolish man that built his house upon the sand. And then the wise man built his house upon a rock, and then when the storms of life came, When the rain blew and the wind came and and everything that happened, the tribulation came, the Bible says his house stood because it was built upon a rock. And I learned something. I can build my house, upon my spiritual house upon a rock if I take and trust God and step out in faith. If I trust the word of God. If I trust the Spirit of God, if I trust the things of God, and I trust that, that God will be there for me when I need it, that when the rains come and when the storms come and all the things of life happen, I'll be standing, standing firm, just like the man who built his house upon a rock. The reason I love the faith that's a risk is because it teaches us to build a strong relationship with Almighty God. Now, secondly, today, faith is an expectation. It's an expectation. How many have ever heard that word and faith put together? It's that you are anticipating that God is going to do something. You're you're looking forward to God answering his word. So if faith is expectation, then here's the thing. When Peter stepped out of that boat, he was expecting not to sink. Because if he did expect to sink, guess what? He never would have stepped out of the boat. So what we see here is that faith is not just a risk, but faith is an expectation that God will do what he said he would do. So the good news is in Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, Without faith it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. When I seek out after God, I expect him to move. That's called faith. When I seek him out, I can expect him to do his part. See, here's how many people work. Many people, they set their expectations down here. And that way, whenever it happens, they're not going to be upset because, you know, they didn't expect anything to happen to begin with. But here's what God does. God expects us to put our expectations up here. That way, once again, when he meets that expectations, we'll know it's him that did it. You can set your expectations high. In other words, that means you can pray big prayers. You can pray big prayers. you got a, lost, a prodigal son or a daughter, you can pray that God will save them. And then you can pray that God will baptize him in the Holy Ghost. And then you pray that God will call him to preach. You can pray big prayers because a big God's a big God. That means I can set my expectations real high because I know this, that is faith. You can believe God for great things. Not just little things, you can believe him for great things. You can expect that your business will succeed. You can expect that, you'll, that God will bring that somebody special. You can expect that God and assume that God will heal you when you crawl out to him. Even if you don't get the answer like you wanted, he's always a bigger God because we can expect him to do what he says he would do. Now, let me, i got to talk about this because lots of times when you talk about praying big, everybody's prayed a prayer that God didn't answer. Come on. Have you ever been there? You've asked God to do something, and he didn't do it. And for just a moment, I, if I could tell you a story because I think, here's my, here's my theory. Even when we don't think he answered, he really did. Can I say that again on this side? Even when we think he didn't answer, he really did. There was a lady that came to church here. At the time, she was, she was my age now, but she was my age now uh, at that particular time. It was five or six years ago. And just in the, in the, just in the blink of an eye, in one doctor's visit, she found out she had terminal cancer. She had six, well, they gave her six months to live. And so what did we do as good godly Christian people? We went to praying, didn't we? Every every time Wednesday night on our prayer list, every night she was back there. Every time we gathered together, somebody would say, "Hey, pray for Rhonda. Pray for Rhonda," and we believed God. We quoted Scripture. We went and and, and prayed and laid hands on uh, on Rhonda and prayed for. Her. And you know what happened in six months? She passed. Now I don't know about you, but I you know that just that just wrecks my faith. I mean, it just really does. It just really, I just don't understand. Well, we believed it and we did everything right. So it seems like God didn't answer our prayer. Seems like it. About a week before she passed, I was in the hospital room with her. And she said, Pastor Carrie, I need to tell you something. She said, if you would have told me six months ago that I was going to, if I passed, I would go to heaven, I wouldn't have been 100% sure. She said, but today, she said, I know that I know that I know. That no matter what happens to me in this hospital room, I know that when I close my eyes on this side of eternity, the last time I'll see Jesus on the other. So we prayed that God would heal her just for a moment. But God healed her forever. Do you understand that? We just thought, God, if you just give her 10 more years or 15 more years, just heal her temporarily. God said, I'll do one better than that. I'll heal her forever. Because see, right now, Rhonda Lloyd's sitting in heaven walking down those streets of gold. There's no cancer. There's no sickness. There's no disease. She's happy. She's whole. And if you really want to ask what kind of prayer I really want for Rhonda, it's that. So I can thank God. Because even when I think he's not moving, even when I think he doesn't meet my expectations, the Bible says it like this, he does above and beyond what we can ever ask or think. So I can trust him. Why don't you do that today? Why don't you trust God real big? Think of that thing that you brought to Him. Think of that need that you have. Think of that thing that you got hope in. See, I tried that and it didn't work. My friend, try it again. Try it again, try it again, try it again. And that you'll be the same person. You'll be just like Peter. When you get your eyes on the problems, when you get your eyes on the storms and the waves and the wind, just look up and look to Jesus. because He'll always lead you. He'll always lead you to where you need to go. Lastly today, Faith is faithfulness. Faith is a risk. Faith is an expectation. And faith is faithfulness. Say, what's the definition of that one? Just show up. Just be present. Just be unwilling to give up. Be unwilling to take no for an answer. Why did Jesus call Peter? Why didn't he call James and John? Why didn't he call the others? Why did he just call Peter to come out? Because maybe he knew that Peter would be faithful. He would be dependable, somebody that God could trust, somebody that, that would just show up and be present. I love that about the Bible because the thing is, is every the people that God called, many of them, they were just doing their thing, being faithful right where they were. In the Bible, there's a story of Elisha. He was a prophet to follow Elijah. And when Elijah came to anoint him and to call him into the prophetic ministry, he was just plowing the field. That's all he was doing. And matter of fact, Two of his cows had gone down, so he got himself and put himself in the yoke of oxen and was helping push the plow to plow the field, just doing his thing. When God called David, David was just out in the sheep field. He was just a young boy, young teenage boy. He was just doing his thing out there in the sheep field, killing lions, slaying bears, protecting sheep. That was. Then God called him to be the king of all of Israel. They're just doing their thing. They're just, just being faithful right where they are. And I love the story over and over of people, just Peter, James, John, Andrew. They were just fishing. They were just doing their thing, paying bills, trying to do, be their best right where they were. And if God says, if I can find somebody to be faithful, I can change the world. If I find somebody who you can just do their thing with excellence, I can change the, the world forever. I like it like this. It says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. They were tired. They were troubled, the Bible says, and they were afraid. But Peter was still faithful. Peter was still willing to step out of the boat. People had, Peter still had an expectation that God was going to do something great. So That's what faith is. Faith is showing up when you're tired, when you're worn out, when you're afraid. Faith is going to that job even though you don't want to go. Faith is getting out of bed even though you don't think that God's going to heal you. Faith is praying again even when you don't think God's listening. Faith is putting yourself out there even though you've been burned many, many times before. Faith is working in the nursery even when you don't want to. Hallelujah. Did y'all see how I just kind of slid that in there? Hallelujah. Amen. All the mama said amen. It's just showing up. It's just being present. It's just being there. My dad today is 88 years old. He's a, he, he, he more of a farmer than a city person. Loves being on a tractor. Loves messing with cows and horses and building fences and all that. He didn't come to Christ till later on in life. I think he was in his 50s, maybe his late 40s. He said, one day, you know, said my mom was on him about getting right with God and getting in church. And, of course, his family, his brother, twin brother was all always trying to get him to come to church. And he said, finally, I just talked. I just kind of cry, I, t- cried out to God. He said, I just spoke out loud. He said, okay, God, what's this all about? He said, all this going on about you and Jesus and all that, well, just, just tell me what, the, give, me the, give me the bones of it. What's it all about? And my dad said the Lord spoke back to him. He said, Charles, I'm just trying to find somebody I can depend on. And if you want to take the Christian life and you want to wrap it up in just a one sentence, it's just like this. Noah, I'm just trying to find somebody I can depend on. God's saying to you, Sidney, he's saying, Sidney, I'm just trying to find somebody I can depend on. That's what he's saying, isn't it, Caleb? That's the whole thing wrapped up. The whole Bible wrapped up in one sentence is, Caleb, I, God says, I'm just trying to find somebody I can depend upon. Sometimes we think faith is, is miracles. We think great faith is supernatural abundance. Sometimes we think great faith is, is things that just thrill us and wow us. But sometimes faith is just getting up and going and doing the same thing you did the last week and the last month. And knowing that when God's ready, knowing in God's timing, he'll show up and he'll show out. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we get to come and remember the, the, the life of Jesus Christ. Remember the night he was betrayed. Remember the work that he did. Remember the hope that we have because of him. And once again, I just ask the presence of the Lord, the precious presence of the Lord to be here. Holy Spirit, that you'll lift Jesus up in our, in our midst. It's not for anything that we do. It's just the grace of God that allows us to be here today. I pray for that one today that the person that maybe they're discouraged and and their faith is at an all-time low. I pray for that one that just there were days that seemed like there were better days, but they just don't have much hope today. I pray that in the presence of God, I pray in the presence of this moment, God, that the Spirit of God would give them faith again, give them hope again, help them to trust again, and be everything you want them to be. And I love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.